there's times where I glimpse myself in the mirror and I see myself as a a grown-ass woman. And then there's other times that I see myself as a fucking alien and I don't know what I'm doing here. friends and welcome back to another episode of pickles and vodka the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations today it will just be me christina having a conversation with well myself Uh, but really it's a conversation with you all you know what i realized right before sitting down to record this I realized that this is probably the last podcast episode that I'm going to make in my 20s. I know I skipped an episode last week because I was going on my trip, which I'll talk about in a second. But I'm probably going to have to skip next week too because it's my birthday on Sunday and on Saturday night. My family is having this party. It's basically a birthday party for me, but it's also a collaborative uh, celebration of the last year that all six of my siblings and I are going to be in our 20s. So if you're a newcomer to the podcast and you don't know yet, I am the oldest of seven. I was nine and a half when my youngest sister was born. And so she turned 20 in May and I am not turning 30 until July 17th. And so that means for two months, all seven of us are in our 20s. And I thought this was really cool when I figured it out. Um, And so I decided to just, instead of having a birthday party just for me, have a party where we just celebrate the last decade and um, what it means for us to start leaving our 20s. And honestly, I haven't really been thinking about it a lot conceptually because I've had so much going on over the last few weeks. But sitting here to record, it's hitting me. Really, what a wild ride it's been. And just how much there is to process. It really hasn't hit me yet. And I'm sure that when the time comes, I'll I'll make a big deal out of it. And I really want to write an essay or something. Uh, Steal my friend Lorenzo's idea and make a list of things I've learned in my 20s. I don't know. That seems a little presumptuous for me to do that because I feel like I, I don't have any advice to give. I'm still figuring out what lessons I've learned. Maybe I should give, like, survival tips. I don't know. This is kind of a flying by the seat of my pants episode today. But yeah, that's happening. So I guess I'll start by saying uh, hello. How have y'all been doing? Real quick, I will um, talk about my motorcycle trip. Uh, If you follow my personal Instagram at xtinajumper, I have the, the stories highlighted and saved under two wheels. You can go back and catch up on the drama. But basically, um, I was on a motorcycle all weekend, uh, riding from Virginia to New York, and then camping in New York, and then riding back. It was honestly a lot. Uh, so last week, or rather the week before last week, which was the last time I had an episode out, I was talking about how anxious I was and upset I was due to the Roe v. Wade news. And I had been planning this motorcycle trip for months. It was hosted by my friend Rachel, um, who owns Doomed NYC, which is a a lifestyle brand in New York. 
as you know, Rachel's been on my podcast before and is just an incredible creative woman. Like she's, she's a business owner. She's a mother. She is into all these cool hobbies like motorcycling. And, uh, she's always been someone I looked up to. And one reason that I do is because she cares about people and she wants to help people. And she also was hosting this all women's motorcycle camp out at her property. Uh, and so I was really excited to go and just spend the weekend with a bunch of cool women. And I, I kind of wanted it to be this cathartic thing that would propel me into action, whatever that meant. I was feeling like really in a slump. When you're so upset, you just feel paralyzed and you feel like nothing that you do will make a difference. And the world is just crumbling around you. I mean, I've made lots of audio journals in the last week that I am not going to share because they're kind of all over the place, but um, it's been really difficult for me to find the words to process this. And so I was thinking, if I can't find the words, maybe it'll be good for me to get on the back of a bike and just get out of my head for a little bit. That's always been the appeal of motorcycles for me, is just the ability to get out of my head and focus on my senses in the moment. And so what happened was, well, okay, so I, I released that last episode on Monday. Thursday, uh, I was supposed to go to work, but uh, I ended up calling out because I woke up with uh, really bad stomach pain and like panic attacks. I was crying. I could barely shower. Uh, it was it was really scary because my mental illness has never really manifested itself in those sorts of physical symptoms before. I'm glad that I called out and gave myself that time to gather my thoughts and uh, just do a little bit of extra preparation for my trip because I was really not ready. And it would soon prove that uh, there was only so much preparations that I could do. So I called out of work. I packed for my trip. I just tried to nurse myself back to a place of readiness. And uh, Friday, I met my friend Steph at a gas station in Virginia Beach. By the way, we had never met prior to this event. We were connected via Instagram by Rachel because she knew we were each traveling solo. And so she hooked us up and it was really great to have someone there with me, uh, especially once the trip went on and... (sighs) It was 4th of July weekend, as you know, and there was lots of traffic. It was really hot. Um, The first day we were out for like eight hours and I ran out of gas on the way. It was really shitty. Somewhere in Delaware, I think, or maybe it was New Jersey. I don't even know. We took a ferry from Delaware to New Jersey and this happened after. So yeah, it was in New Jersey. I ran out of gas and got stranded on the side of the road. And then Steph went and got a gas can for me and then came back and <laughs> we we had to like strap the gas can onto the back of her bike because I didn't have room. And we didn't end up getting to New York until after dark because of me running out of gas. And so that kind of started the trip off on a stressful note. And it had been a long time since I did a trip like this. I think the last time I I did this was in 2017 when I went to the Fox Run, which is another amazing women-centered event. But it had been a while. And the last time I did it, of course, I was not in the same mental state as I am now. I was also significantly younger and had more energy. And uh, I hadn't yet abused my body and my mind in the ways that I did. 
So this time around, I, I don't think I was ready for that. I wasn't ready for feeling like on edge the entire time. Like, honestly, it was just really exhausting. But anyway, we got there and it was a pretty small group, but I, I kind of preferred that because it, it let us get the chance to know each other and have individual conversations. Just a bunch of badass women in the woods. Uh, we went out to go swimming and I ran out of gas again um, with someone on the back of my bike also. <laughs> um, I hope my mom's not listening to this, but shout out to Becky. Uh, she is someone that I met there who was in a motorcycle accident and lost her leg, but she's still going strong. Uh, she still rides and she's a wrestling referee and just like complete badass. I'm going to have her on the podcast eventually. But yeah, she was on the back of my bike and then uh, my bike had the audacity to run out of gas. And so this other woman, Jamie, stayed behind with me uh, and then Becky uh, went on the back of someone else's bike. Shout out Holly. They brought me back another gas can. So I had two gas cans at this point. I had the one that Steph had bought me on the way to New York. And then I had another one that Holly and Becky bought me in New York. So we're two gas cans in at this point. Um, I'm a little rattled. So I elected not to go swimming with the rest of the group. And so Jamie rode back to camp with me. We just kind of hung out the rest of the night. And then Sunday morning, we packed our bikes up and then left back to Virginia, me and Steph. So we're almost back to Virginia. We're in Delaware and my bike runs out of gas again, or at least I didn't think it was the gas. Like, I don't know. I, I had been putting gas in it frequently, but, uh... I guess it's a new bike to me and I wasn't completely sure how much gas would last me for how long. And also at this point it's July 3rd and so traffic is just a nightmare getting out of New York City. Oh my God, like one of the most tense things I've done in a long time, but it was really beautiful. Um, I just got to say, as miserable as we all were and as stressed as we all were, it was really beautiful and it was cool to be able to ride through so many towns and see so many sites. Um, where was I? So yeah, we were in Delaware and I ran out of gas again for the third time this trip. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like I've never run out of gas before in nine years of riding and I'm riding, I'm running out of gas three times. Like what, what's wrong here? We thought it might be an issue with the carburetor because of the way I was burning gas, but basically I put gas in it and it wouldn't start up at this point. It was like 6 PM. And I wanted Steph to still get home. So uh, I called a tow truck and Steph went back home. And at this point, I was just crying. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to stay in Delaware with my bike and try to get it fixed over the holiday, mind you. So everything would have been closed till Tuesday at that point. And I couldn't miss any more work. I had already called out on Thursday. And so I elected to drop my bike off at a shop in Delaware. My sister Caroline, bless her fucking heart, she picked me up from Virginia. She drove all the way to pick me up at this gas station in Delaware. And then she took me back home uh, without my bike. We didn't get back to Virginia till like 2 a.m., I think. Um, and that was July 3rd. So luckily, July 4th, I didn't have to work. So I was able to just recover. Fast forward a week. Um, so yesterday, 
Saturday the 9th. My dad drove me back to Delaware to pick up my bike, which, by the way, apparently there wasn't much wrong with it. It had just kept running out of gas, and I just was an idiot who didn't know how much gas I was burning. If you don't ride motorcycles, you should know there's no, like, fuel gauge, unless it's a newer bike, which the newest vehicle I ever owned was from 2010, so... Uh, but none of my bikes have ever had fuel gauges, and so you have to constantly be checking. And I guess I wasn't used to how much gas the tank held. I wasn't used to how much gas my bike burned while we were in stop-and-go traffic or while I was carrying a passenger, both of which can cause you to eat up gas way more quickly. And so um, I feel very stupid. I feel very broke <laughs> in addition to the bike stuff that's been happening. Ruby has been having some medical issues uh, hopefully nothing too serious, but I had to do like a virtual vet appointment for her and then had to go to the pharmacy today to get her meds. And so it's just been such a stressful week that I, I haven't even had time to really think about the fact that I'm turning 30 next Sunday. And I guess that's one of the things that I want to touch on in this episode. How the fuck do I feel about turning 30? Um... The short answer is, I don't know. I'm excited, I think. My 20s have been a fucking train wreck. I'm happy to sur- to have survived them. I'm happy to have learned the lessons that I have and gone through the experiences that I've gone through in order to become this person with a microphone <laughs> and a Coke Zero in my dad's office. It's very cozy, actually. It's raining outside. I really want to get fucked tonight. Um, how do I feel about my 20s? I think when it comes down to it, I'm glad they're over. I, I feel like in my early 20s, I was excited to finally be seen as an adult because when I was a teenager, uh, I was dealing with, you know, the beginning of my self-harm, the beginning of my eating disorder and my first ever hospitalization at 17 and then moving out of the house for the first time. This all happened in my teens. And so when I turned 20, I was really excited because I thought finally, maybe now that I'd gotten this, that stuff out of the way, I could just focus on trying to become an adult and get my shit together. And I say that now and it makes me laugh because 10 years later, I still don't feel like an adult and I still don't feel like I have my shit together. But I, what I do have now are stories. Honestly, <laughs> if there's one thing that I'm taking with me, it's it's all these stories and all these experiences, and maybe they haven't led to me becoming a better, whatever that means, but I definitely feel like I have a lot to offer people haven't gone through all this. I feel like I have an ability to empathize with others that I didn't have before, and not only that, but I realize what I still need to work on. I do want to work on my people skills and continuing to empathize with others. I want to help people more. Uh, I think throughout my 20s, I had a really uh, weird, uneven, random career path, like most people do. Whoever figures that shit out, honestly. I've, I've done a, a ton of different jobs, and each one has led me a little closer to what I want to do, which I don't know what that is, but I know that it will require a specific skill set that I have been building and continue to build. And um, I don't know. I don't want to talk about work on this podcast. 
Unless it's on theme. Maybe one of these days I could do a, an episode where I talk about my career and the non-linearness of it all and how it pertains to my mental health. But for now, we'll just say that I'm emerging from my 20s like someone emerging from a burning building. And I've, I've gathered a lot of things that are important to me. I kind of grabbed them in a rush on my way out, trying not to breathe in all the smoke. And now I'm standing outside blinking in the sunlight because like who knew how bright it was outside when you're inside in the burning house everything is just dark and scary but when you get outside you're like okay there's a whole life going on out here and sure my house is burned down but I'm still alive and I still have things to do and look at all these things I brought out with me from the fire I need somewhere to put them that's kind of where I'm at right now I actually want to read a, a tumblr entry that I found from 2013, so nine years ago. At the time, I had just dropped out of Christian school in Oklahoma, and I was living in Dallas with my aunt, and I was thinking a lot about recovery and what it means to me, because at the time I was struggling with my eating disorder again and feeling kind of discouraged. So here goes, uh, June 16th, 2013. Every time I decide to pursue recovery, the experience is accompanied by a sense of loss. After putting my identity in an eating disorder for so many years, I feel as though by giving it up, I am taking my leave from an all-exclusive club, which many covet to join and few are invited. By deciding not to be sick, I'm resigning myself to an existence that is boring at best and despondent at worst. Okay, first of all, I love how that's how I described recovery as an existence that is boring at best and despondent at worst. I mean, talk about stuff I learned in my 20s. Uh, recovery is kind of awesome. Like, I honestly don't know why I was resisting it for so many years. I mean, that's a lie. I was resisting it because I wanted to have control, and in my mind, being in control meant that not having to live my life a certain way because people told me I should. Um, I, I really didn't get a grasp on recovery until I decided to do it for myself. and. It's still a work in progress, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that it, it will continue to be a process, and it's a process that I'm happy to share about, but it's one that kind of scares me because I don't know where it's heading. Okay, so this journal entry continues. It's nearly impossible for most people to understand this. This being resigning myself to a quote-unquote boring existence. I don't want to hear that not purging will make me happier in the long run. Bullshit. I'm miserable and the only reason I don't have my head in the toilet right now is because I'm holding on to the hope that my loved ones are right and that someday I'll be glad I chose health. Someday my body chemistry will correct itself and I'll no longer feel the need to gorge myself and experience the delightful rush of the purge, followed by the satisfaction of an empty stomach and the notion that nature has been cheated once again. But until that day comes, I'm approaching the recovery the way a delinquent approaches the principal's office, except I have to do it with a smile. Uh, weird imagery, 19-year-old Christina, but um, whatever, that, that's how I felt at the time. I, I, I sense so much begrudgment, like so much rebellion. And at the time, you know, I was freshly into recovery and it makes me wonder what I would have done if I knew that I'd still be struggling with this shit like 10 years later. Um, who knows? Maybe I would have tried to take it more seriously. Maybe it wouldn't have made a difference. I don't know. 
It's impossible to tell what if. But let's talk about the sense of loss that I was describing at the thought of giving up my eating disorder. And just so you know, I'm, I'm talking about my eating disorder in this instance, but you could really apply this to anything, uh, drugs, behaviors, people, whatever. Every time you decide to let go of a part of yourself that is so integral to your identity, it's going to be hard. You're going to feel a little bit empty. You're going to feel the urge to replace it with something else. And that's normal. You should replace it with something else. But the something else that I would always replace it with was like more toxicity. And it's funny how, I mean, you know, it's not funny, but it's interesting how scary it was to me to think about, you know, what am I losing? What will I gain by this? Like, what could I possibly gain by not being sick? A boring existence? a boring, miserable existence. And to be honest, even though it's been nine years, I still struggle with this because the world is a really scary place, as we all know, and really bad things are happening all the time. And sometimes I think, you know, I get it. I get why people choose drugs and behaviors and toxic things to escape reality. I get it. And there's been moments where I've thought, what if that's the best we can hope for? What if the best we can hope for is just escaping? And it's hard for me to tell other people not to seek this kind of coping when I myself am struggling not to turn to them. It's really hard. I don't want to be a a hypocrite. And I can only speak for myself when I say this, but I honestly have found so many good things in recovery that I never thought I would ever have. Um, Oh, my mom just texted me going to the thrift store in a bit. Do you want to come? Um, Yes. Let me just... I'll tell her I need like 15 more minutes. This always happens when I make a podcast at my parents' house. Someone invites me to go out. I should just like not do it here anymore. We're moving into a new apartment soon, me and my partner, and we're going to have an actual office, so soon I will have a special space to record my podcast, but until then, it's going to be a little bit all over the place. Where was I even going? What was I talking about? So I guess, okay, to recap, I wrote that Tumblr entry in 2013, and basically the point I was making was that I guess I'll do recovery if I have to but I really don't see what difference it'll make. And I guess as long as I pursue recovery, I just have to fake it. That was the gist of that. Okay, so I made an audio journal in the car the other day while I was thinking about what to talk about for this episode, and I'm just going to play it now. Uh, It's kind of a good companion piece to what I just read. Um, Sorry about the noises. I am driving... And yeah. I wanted to make an audio journal because it's been a while and I feel like I've been on this inner journey lately in which I've changed. I I think I'm changing into a different person. Um, And the catalyst for this was my recent motorcycle trip uh, in which I traveled 600 miles on my bike and had a n- numerous breakdowns and crises and I was uncomfortable and um, and then of course immediately prior to this there had been the Roe v. Wade 
uh, news, and that was very upsetting. And I, I just feel like I've been going through this crisis, but it's a good kind of crisis. It's like the kind of stress that makes you grow, but like while you're going through it, you hate it. And like I've been really uncomfortable, really stressed, really anxious. Um, I just, I just feel like. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I hope good things are happening. I know good things are happening. Um, it's just, I guess, in the past, every time I had a change, it was accompanied by self-destruction. Uh, or, like, I was making the changes for the wrong reasons. And so this time, for the first time in forever, I feel like this is right for me. Uh, I feel like... I'm going in a good direction. Like, I, I suddenly I find myself wanting to take care of my health. I'm imagining years into the future, which I never did before. And it's fucking weird. It's weird. I just, suddenly I see the expanse of time in front of me, and it's just so vast and overwhelming. It, but it's not as scary as it used to be. And I think I'm realizing how everyone feels when they kind of examine their own mortality and realize how small they are and how they're not special and like everyone who is alive on earth right now is doing their thing for the first time like each life is being lived for the first time no one knows what they're doing and it's kind of scary it's also hilarious uh and it's kind of refreshing but um anyway I, I'm probably thinking about all this because I'll be 30 in 10 days or whatever nine days at this point um and I just I in some ways I finally feel my age and in other ways I still feel like I'm catching up. I, my whole life I feel like I've been catching up. But um, I think now for the first time, as I start to take care of myself and engage in recovery and just frankly grow up a little bit, I, I do feel more my age. There's times in, where I glimpse myself in the mirror and I see myself as a, a grown-ass woman. And then there's other times that I see myself as a fucking alien and I don't know what I'm doing here, it's, it's just, I don't know, I, I feel drawn to the human experience in ways I haven't in a long time, but I also feel deeply repulsed by the state of humanity right now, and I know it's not going to get better, it's just going to keep getting worse until we die, and uh, I'm scared for my nieces and nephews, I'm scared for my family, I'm just, I'm scared for everyone, honestly, uh, especially scared for myself. I don't know what's ahead, I know that bad things are going to happen and I'm going to have to deal with it. But to sum this all up, I feel like on that motorcycle trip, I really proved to myself a few things. I proved to myself that my anxiety is uh, more significant than I realized and I need to respect it and know my limits physically, mentally, emotionally. And also, I still am deeply capable of handling these emergencies, even though I don't feel like it at the time, even though I break down sobbing afterward, I can still handle them. And it felt good to see some of that old strength return. 
I mean, it's not completely there anymore. I, I am more damaged now. I, I am more anxious. I'm, I haven't been taking care of myself. And so in some ways I'm not as good as I used to be, but, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm capable of handling life's emergencies. And and it's nothing to be ashamed of if I am vulnerable, if I do break down, if I'm not as strong as I used to be, that's okay. I just I just feel like I understand myself better, if anything. And I think I just need to sit in this feeling for a while, just before making any big changes or decisions. I should just feel feel this out first, this new headspace of being an agent of my own body, my own self, and just continuing to learn who I am apart from the noise. All right, you heard it. Learning who I am apart from the noise. That is kind of the goal that I am carrying forward with me into my 30s. Uh, I'm not putting any pressure on myself to figure out what my dream job is, if such a thing exists, or how to fix myself, because I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Um, I'm, I'm not going to call myself broken, but I, I do have my issues, as we all do, and they're not just going to go overweight. <laughs> they're not just going to go away overnight. And part of entering a new decade is just celebrating the fact that I survived my 20s and I did go through all this stuff. And that's a lot to be proud of. Um, But also there's a lot that I still have to figure out and I'm excited about it. I'm really excited to start off my 30s with a baseline that is so much better than I could ever have dreamed of before when I was in the depths of my diseases. So So this Saturday coming up, we're going to have a big party at my parents' house. It's going to be a lot of fun. We decided we're going to do this every decade where we celebrate the last night that all of us are in the same tens bracket, uh, in this case, the 20s. So we're going to make this year 20s themed. We're going to wear like flapper costumes. We're going to have a photo booth. We're going to do like prohibition era themed cocktails and mocktails. It's going to be really fun. And um, I'm sure I'll post pictures and stuff, but I'm just going to go ahead and say there's not going to be a podcast next week because I want to celebrate the celebration. There's a lot to celebrate. Um, This isn't really how I wanted this to go. I wanted to have a list of like stuff I learned and all this stuff, but that wouldn't really be true to the theme of this podcast, which is imperfection. I don't want to paint myself as someone who knows what's going on because I don't and I never will and that's kind of beautiful um all right the last thing I want to do before closing this puppy out is reading the results of last week's pickle poll I want to have like music here I know I know I just did a pickle poll last week um and again if you're new to the podcast The pickle polls are a fun little way I like to engage with my community. I put out a question on Instagram and then I read people's answers on my solo episodes. Since I did a solo episode last week, uh, I would normally be interviewing a guest this episode. 
But seeing as how utterly chaotic everything is and how this week is going to be leading up to a lot of stuff, I decided to just take the pressure off myself and do another solo episode, and that means another pickle poll. Lucky you, right? So the question that I asked this week was, if your mental health came with a warning label, what would it say? Uh, I had a lot of fun with this one. What I answered on Instagram when I posted this was, prone to spontaneous self-destruction, refer to owner's manual for instructions on maintaining longevity. Why is it so hard for me to say longevity? What a scary word. Um, I always assumed I would die like in my 20s. And so this is, um, like I said in my audio journal, the thought of taking care of myself and like planning for the future is really scary. I wish I came with an owner's manual with instructions on how to maintain longevity. Wouldn't that be nice? I would be able to avoid a lot of problems. Um, So let me read y'all's answers. Rachel at Doomed NYC, who I gave a shout out to earlier, says, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. (laughs) That applies to motorcycling and also to mental health. Good answer. Shannon says, may irritate ears. (laughs) Nicole says, warning, may malfunction at the most inconvenient time. Big same. Patience says, caution, trauma, contains unpredictable mood swings, low self-esteem. Manufactured in a strict religious facility and may contain traces of substance abuse, feeding and eating disorders, and impulsive slash compulsive behaviors that could potentially be fatal slash severely dangerous and life-altering. I think that one was my favorite because it's it's just really true. <laughs> and it also sounds like a real warning label. Part of my day job is to make sure products are compliant on various websites And so I read a lot of warning labels, and this one is definitely chef's kiss. Rachel W. says, crying means device is operating correctly. (laughs) And then Janae says, please stop shaking. (laughs) Is that a warning label if it just gives you an order? (laughs) Also, who is shaking you? I feel like your, your problems run deeper than simply... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. These ones were fun. People are talking out there. I really want to just like start this over, but I'm not going to because we're trying to be professional. So yeah, those were the answers to the pickle poll. Thank you to everyone who answered these. I really enjoy reading your answers and you bring a smile to my face. And you bring a lot of humor to my everyday life, which we all need more of. So, oh, Oh my god, this is all over the place, but I remembered something else I wanted to talk about. So, last week's episode I talked about some fan art that one of my listeners made me, and um, I was really unhinged on that episode, and I think it was pretty obvious, but um, my friend Alyssa at Flesh Daddy, who is notorious for sending in voicemails, made me more fan art, because she knew I was having a bad time, and she wanted to cheer me up. Um, it's so great. I'll post it on Instagram after this comes out, but it's basically this like digital illustration of a glass of vodka, and then there's like a sad pickle sitting in it, and it's got a tattoo, and it's just really, really cute, and I love it so much. Um, I never thought I would be someone who like got fan art. Does this mean I've made it? 
Um, Caroline, come here. If my sister's going to be making noise in the background, she needs to answer the pickle poll at least. Hey, do you want to answer the pickle poll? If your mental health came with a warning level... <laughs> oh man, what would I say? I don't know. I just read some of the answers and they're really funny. Let's see... It's Gemini things. No... I'm t I just realized that this is the last episode in my 20s that I'm going to be making. Okay, I have one. Oh, alright. Caroline, if your mental health came with a warning label, what would it say? It might not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, you got an air popper or something from Amazon, and, it, <laughs> and you opened the instructions, and you didn't know what to do, and it just said, this might not make sense You're to you. You're not gonna get it, but we get it. <laughs> you it's would, all good. You would have a lot of, like, bad reviews. That's because they just don't understand. They're just haters. <laughs> Is mom out there? She is. She's in her room. Can you grab her for I'm me? I'm gonna grab Ginger. You said her. She's Ginger Lou. We don't say my last name on this podcast. Even though. Bleep it out. I'm gonna grab Ginger Lou. <laughs> Thank you. Mom. I'm gonna make my mom answer it too. Come on in. Wait a minute. A caution label? Caution I've sunk label? to a new low. Hi. Hi, come on in. So Hello. this is the last podcast of my twenties that I'm making. Oh, wow. That's a big deal. And I just wanted uh I this is the question I asked people yes. last week and mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you had an answer. Okay, so, so if your mental health came with a warning label, what would it say? Caroline had a really good one. What was it yours? What was yours, Caroline? You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is a, a hard one. You are so good at coming up with questions. A disclaimer, a warning. Okay, it would be, it would be, be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Is Thank you. Oh, oh that's what's been beeping. I hear it. It interrupted my podcast spot. earlier. Oh, he's beeping. They grabbed that alarm that interrupted my podcast earlier. I, I, anyway. Hey, Christina. What? Sorry to interrupt. It's okay. I'm, I'm going for airport reserve. They just called me in. So if you need my room to just hang, it's free for you. Thank you. you. The, the thing is in my top drawer. Oh, I'm sorry you have to go work. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's okay. With that said, I think I'm just going to close this thing out and go thrifting with my mom. <laughs> um, wherever you are in your life, whether you are in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s, or beyond, just remember that you're not done yet. You're, you're always going to be growing. You're always going to be making mistakes. It doesn't matter who you are or what you know or what you don't know. Life is going to give you challenges that you're not pre prepared for, and the way that we deal with them is, well, it's how we become people. It's what makes us who we are. And I can't wait to see how I continue to deal with these crises. Uh, and hopefully I do get a little break from them too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to spend this week off just celebrating the last 10 years and what I've gone through and getting excited about what's to come. I'll see you all in a couple weeks, hopefully with a guest. Uh, if you want to be a guest, you know what to do. 
hit me up on Instagram at Pickles and Vodka Podcast and let's start a conversation. Until then, stay safe and keep being amazing. Bye for now. Hello, friends. It's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Pickles and Vodka Podcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.